0: Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. We are the creators and hosts. As two women who received late autism diagnoses, we are passionate about educating, celebrating, and highlighting autistic identities. This life-changing diagnosis opened a whole new world to us both. Our special interests have been so important in our journey of self-discovery through our autism diagnosis.
1: Special interests provide autistics with an element of regulation, comfort, and support. We want to provide a platform where others can share the joy of their special interests. Our podcast aims to represent diverse autistic identities through an inclusive community where autistic voices are valued, validated, and seen.
0: We're excited for you to join us on our journey of learning and story
1: sharing. Join us weekly as we share about our own experiences and other autistic stories. Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. Episode three. Wee <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the beginning, Carly and I are like, What's the best thing we could say to get everybody so excited for our episode? And Carly won
1: today, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it just rhymed with three, so it just came to me true creative genius. <laughs> Just one rhyme at a time. Whoa. call it a crime.
0: (laughs) I think you're going to have to stop there, Carly. I cannot (laughs) handle it.
1: (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Just wow. That was silly. How was your week? My week was nice. I have been getting into more of a routine here in Florida. What that looks like is going to the gym three times a week, which has been a new routine that I've been trying to get into. And it's been feeling really nice. It was really challenging at first, the first couple weeks. My boyfriend, partner, Brian, and I, we both were super sore the first couple weeks. And This past week, it really just felt like it was starting to feel better. (laughs) It felt really nice. And I've been already seeing some changes and improvements from that movement that I'm starting to implement. It's been, it's just been super helpful. I've been really enjoying that practice that we're starting to get into. Other than that, I've been working on the podcast, looking for jobs getting chores done around the camper, the RV. I live in an RV. My life is unusual. <laughs> and so we have different tasks that we have to take care of every week. And um, I've been finding a lot of enjoyment in them and just living my day-to-day life and watching and feeling inspired by a lot of different films and books. And it's been a very good week. And I'm feeling really calm due to these new changes. And yeah. <laughs> How was your week, Alex? That's nice. I was gonna say, you sound grounded today. Besides my like not being able to find the right words all the time but that's okay I'm trying my best. That's okay
0: I'm there with you.
1: (laughs) It is a Monday so yeah we can use that excuse. Mondays am I right? (laughs) You're right. Yeah so Um, how how was your week?
0: (laughs) My week was good. I love to hear that you're you know building a routine where you're Taking time to connect with your body through movement at the gym, that's something that I've also been trying to cultivate in my own life. I've been trying to go for walks every day and still teaching yoga, which is so awesome. And I picked up a few more yoga classes and it's been so cool to be part of such a great yoga community and that helps to keep me really grounded and I celebrated friendsgiving one of my friends from high school hosts every year and so grateful for her like she just puts in so much energy to like host a really great gathering for us all so that was so fun and then we went out for our friend's birthday on Saturday Carly was celebrating from Florida (laughs) and that was really fun. Yeah, it's just been, it's been a nice week, relaxing. I'm also looking for a job, which has been interesting. (laughs) Yeah, for now, enjoying teaching yoga and I work at a dance studio. So that's really fun. I recently started listening to Chloe Hayden's new book, different, not less. And if you're not familiar with her, she is an Australian actress and she stars in the show Heartbreak High, which includes one of the best depictions of sensory overload I've ever seen in the media. And I recommended the book to Carly because I was enjoying it so much.
1: Yes. And I'm so glad that you shared with me that if you are a member of audible then you get access to the book for free not sponsored but yeah the audible like what's not up
0: bonkers, <laughs> but we'll take it um, <laughs> also did I mention that Chloe Hayden's autistic I think I missed that part <laughs>
1: I think you did miss that part but it's
0: a pretty big part of the book but
1: <laughs> right and her character that she plays in heartbreak high is an autistic character. And it is one of the first times that we're seeing this, especially one of the first times that we're seeing this done by an autistic actress. And I mean, that was just so validating and so world turning.
0: Yeah, I agree. What's
1: the thing? One Small
0: Step for Mankind, one huge leap for autistic people. That's kind of how I feel about that show.
1: (laughs) I love that. Little (laughs) little steps make a big impact.
0: Yeah. And like, even though, like honestly, I wouldn't even call it a small step just because her portrayal, not even portrayal, like she's autistic. That's actually what she experiences. And like the like you're saying, the fact that she's able to do that on a TV show and be her fully authentic self is so inspiring. And that really translates so much in this book. And I would highly recommend this book to literally everybody. She's very authentic about her experiences as an autistic person. And she also provides reflections for people who are neurotypical. And I really appreciate that because she just gives you such a view into her own life and you know that's what our podcast is about sharing our stories and in this book she shares her story in great detail and every autistics experience is different but it's really great that people are getting their stories out there.
1: I totally agree and I'm only on about chapter two but I am just loving the Disney references so far. Disney has always been a special interest of mine. So immediately I'm all in and I'm just excited to hear more from her. I hope that everyone can learn something from her story because her story is our story and it's all of our story. Even though we are all on our own paths and have our own stories, so many of the struggles that she talks about they resonate so much. And the way that she shares and shows up as her authentic self, even in this book, it's just so beautiful. And I love listening to it on Audible because it's read by her. And so it almost gives you a different perspective listening to it because it's the way that she wrote it. Her The words that she's reading is almost the way that I picture her writing it. And I think that is really cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love when authors read their own audiobooks. It provides such a richness to the text. But we're going to have her on the podcast eventually. We, you know, we get to plan it, but Chloe will be on here at some point. Manifesting.
1: <laughs> yep, we're manifesting it. <laughs>
2: manifesting it.
0: But a really special book. I love it. I think I'm almost done with it. I just started it yesterday.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I look forward to listening to it more and, you know, maybe I'll bring it to the gym to listen to as well. I love finding okay. moments that you can just escape into your own world, even when there's others around you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love a good gym audiobook. Yeah. So Last week we had a heavier episode, so this week we just wanted to take some time to offer some points of reflection and answer some questions that our listeners submitted. One thing that has really helped Carly and I in our daily life is having a breath work practice, just taking time. In our daily schedule to connect with our breath. And in episode two, we mentioned that we did a breath work practice before we started. So this time we wanted to do the breath work practice with you. So you can do this in your car, while you're walking, while you're doing anything. That's what's so great about breath work.
2: And so I invite you to just tune into your breath, not trying to change anything, just listening, not judging, seeing where your breath is present. Is it mostly in your chest? Or maybe it's in your belly, but just finding it. And then following the breath from the nose and sending it all the way to the belly, feeling the belly rise and fall. And on the next inhale, breathing in for one, two, holding for three, two, one. Exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. Just taking one more. With the counting, we're at your own pace. This is a variation of the box breath. It's beneficial to have the exhale last longer than the inhale because
0: it lets your body know you're in a safe space and helps connect you to your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your
2: rest and digest mode. Just taking one more nice deep breath in. Slowly exhaling, letting the shoulders melt down with your exhale, just coming back into your space. If you had your eyes closed, if you were walking or
0: driving, I hope you had your eyes open.
1: <laughs> How do you feel, Carly? I feel so nice. Thank you. I feel even more grounded and like melty. I love it. Mm, That was very nice.
0: (laughs) That's one of my favorite
1: parts about teaching yoga is
0: helping my students connect to their breath.
1: Mm, It is so important. And I actually just finished watching an episode of Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. And that's something that they teach on that episode as well. I definitely recommend checking that out and just how important the breath is and how it really helps control everything. Ah, so thank you. That felt so good.
0: Yeah, you're so welcome. I hope everybody enjoyed it and you took what you needed from it. And if you don't like that breathing practice, like Carly said, there's so many different ways to breathe. And there's so many different programs that teach you how to breathe like the show she's talking about. Also, I'm super fascinated by Wim Hof. And he has like a whole breathing technique that he used. I always I'm not great with like Back sometimes, but he was injected with E. coli, and he used his breathing technique, and he did not get sick, which is amazing.
1: Mm, so interesting. Wim Hof is very interesting as a yeah. human. Yeah, he he really is. But yeah, just the
0: biology aspect of it is super interesting to me. Biology is one of my special interests. So,
1: yes, thanks for sharing that fact with all of us. All right. Enough of my tangent.
0: (laughs) Let's get back to talking about episode two.
1: So in episode two, we talked about how therapy was a huge turning point in our journeys of learning about our uh, autistic selves and also in learning how to cope with the struggles of autism And life in general.
0: Yeah. So we talked about that it can be challenging to find a good therapist, but putting the work in to find one, how it's, it's difficult, but so worth it because once you find the person you click with, they're able to really understand you and offer you so many helpful ways to cope with daily
1: life definitely and so some of the ways that we learned to cope we wanted to share those tools with our listeners so hopefully it's a new tool that you can take away and use in a moment that you might need it so breathwork is one of those tools that has been a game changer in stressful situations for me and allowing myself to just pause for a moment and be with myself be present be mindful and that is one of the coping skills that I really love what other coping skills do you use Alex
0: yeah so I also want to acknowledge that while we are not therapists (laughs) <laughs> um we're just speaking from experience but something that is so helpful to me is journaling. I have so many thoughts bouncing around in my head. I picture them like little bouncing balls and they're going all over the place. And you know, I definitely acknowledge that sitting down to journal is an effort, especially if you're already busy and you're out of spoons, you know, you're burnt out it's really hard to sit down and journal, but just the practice of it is so helpful. And one way that I help myself to get journaling is I just try to initiate starting it. And I just finished reading Atomic Habits, which is a fantastic book. But um, the author talks about this, you know, having a way to start the task and doing this one thing is you starting it. So, for example, for journaling, all I have to do is open my notebook and pick up the pen and I'm I started. You know, and if that's all I do that day, I'm cool with it, you know. I I started and that counts to me as on a hard day, that counts to me as doing it, attempting it, trying you know, writing down one word and really there's so much value and consistency with journaling and with everything, consistency is so valuable. But I find that if I'm journaling every single day that it's and I don't do it, I feel like there's like a hole in my schedule. So And also, like pairing journaling with something that I something else that I really enjoy doing. I love drinking tea. So, like making my favorite tea and like sitting down in my cozy meditation spot and opening my journal. It's such a great ritual that I've cultivated in my life. And that, you know, it takes a lot of steps to get there. But, like I said, if journaling is something you think would benefit you, but you're having trouble starting, getting into the practice of it every day just start by picking up your pen and opening your journal
1: yes that is great advice and also i love how you shared about setting the space too i think that can be so comforting and also inviting in times when you're not feeling 100 percent wanting to be there But having your tea, having your little cozy space, maybe lighting a candle, maybe putting on some lo-fi beats and just vibing with your space, I think really creates a moment for you to just be with yourself. And whether you start writing in your journal at that time. I think the most important part is just sitting there and being with yourself.
0: <laughs> you mentioned like lo-fi music too. I love putting on my headphones and listening to binaural beats.
1: Mm.
0: It's so nice and the science behind it is something that I'm I forget and I need to look into again, but the way that it affects your brain is just so so balancing—that's that's like another coping mechanism I have. Actually, like if I'm having a really bad day, I'll just lay in my bed and put my headphones on and listen to binaural beats. Maybe put a little weighted eye pillow on that I got from a craft fair. It's very relaxing.
1: And so. One of the reasons we wanted to circle back to talking about our coping skills and therapy is because of the change of seasons that is occurring before our eyes, the holidays that are about to come up, these can be really stressful moments. Those that are in school might have finals, those in jobs might have Big projects that are wrapping up. And so we find it really helpful for us to use these tools. And we're hoping that with the change of seasons, maybe it can provide a little bit of comfort for you too.
0: Yeah, I always struggle with this time of year because change is really hard for me. And the change of seasons and the weather. And the amount of daylight I get and I know this is something that I'm sure a lot of people can agree with me with but change in general is just really hard for me uh, especially with the holidays too it's just such an interesting time of year and such a great time of year to kind of go inward as well and these practices kind of help me do that at least they help connect me to myself and stay grounded in all of the hecticness and chaos of the holidays and the changes of the seasons.
1: Mm, I I agree. And it's important to remember that by taking care of yourself, by practicing self-care, it's not a selfish act because when you're helping yourself, it causes a ripple effect to help others. You have to put your mask on on the plane first in order to help other people put their mask on. I think it's really important to be with yourself and to reflect, to go inward, to help others during this time that may also struggle.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like the more stability you provide for yourself, the more you're going to be able to offer to others. I know when I used to be a teacher, if I wasn't taking care of myself, it was really hard for me to go into work and take care of my students. So yeah, self-care is also care for the people who love you, and those around you. It's really
1: important. 100%. So we received a couple of questions from our listeners. Thank you to those who submitted questions. We love you. We see you, and we appreciate your support. So the first question that we got was, do you cancel plans often? So
0: I feel like this question really ties in to self-care and yeah that was really this is a really great question because I feel like we feel so selfish when we cancel plans but if you're canceling plans it's because you need to listen to your body and what you need and so that's you taking care of yourself so Uh, When I'm burnt out, like when I was a teacher, I would cancel plans way more often because I just, I did not have the social or emotional battery to be present for the people around me and going to the event or going to hang out with somebody and not being able to participate in conversations or just be comfortable with myself would have been hard. So I would... Be honest with them and just say I needed to take some space for myself. I've noticed after going through this pandemic where we were forced to spend so much time with ourselves that people seem to be better at advocating for their needs when it comes to taking space for themselves, just because now it's a practice I feel like we're all a little more familiar with. What do you think, Carly?
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I do feel like there is a lot of grace provided. Do you feel like you cancel plans? Um, where I'm at right now in my life, as we said, we can advocate for ourselves now. So, when I do cancel plans, I know that it is because I'm taking care of myself. So, I'm a lot gentler on myself when I do have to, but where I'm at today in my life. I am a lot more mindful of the plans that I am making. I am aware that if I'm making a plan a month in advance, I might not feel the same way the month later. And I also live in an RV, so I don't make many plans. (laughs) Yeah, I really
0: feel that point you made about like making plans a month in advance and then getting to the day and being like I want to do anything but this
1: now (laughs) right right yeah when when the opportunities arise I I do like to try and follow through with them a lot more because I I look at them differently now as more of an opportunity however if back when I was burnt out I would cancel plans often yes (laughs)
0: Yeah, I just, I feel like the canceling plans has to do a lot with my own mental health and where I'm at. If I'm in like a negative space, it'll probably happen more often. But since I've taken time off from a stressful job, I've definitely found myself doing it way less often. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said about looking at plans as opportunities Cause I've, I also agree with that too.
1: So the next question that we got was, how do you notice there have been too many stimuli?
0: I love that question. It's, that's such a great question. I feel like I've never been asked that before. And I feel like it definitely depends on who you are. But for me, I... Start getting tunnel vision, and I can't really hear people. My heart rate speeds up. Uh, Sometimes I have trouble breathing, and it's kind of like I'm. It's basically a starting to get a panic attack almost. Um, I might get a headache. You know, with smells, especially I start to get a headache. Light. Um. It gives me a headache. And yeah, I guess it depends on like what the stimuli are. Yeah, what do you think, Carly? It's a great question.
1: It is a great question. And I relate to a lot of the points that you made the tunnel vision. I never like put that into words. And I was like, yeah, I relate to that, like kind of nodding along as you're speaking. And I'm right there with you with the light sensitivity. My eyes are so sensitive that at times if it's too bright or even too overcast, my eyes will just start burning. And if there's a crowd around and there's too much outside chatter, it becomes so distracting. And to give an example similar to that scene in heartbreak high that we mentioned earlier i had just gone out to a restaurant this past weekend with some friends and there was this woman sitting next to me behind me and i was trying to focus on what my friends were saying, but it was just this outside noise that continued in the background of my head. And even though I wasn't listening to what she was saying, it was just so distracting that I couldn't focus on what my friends were saying and I couldn't participate. So I become very much inside of myself what action do you take when you notice was the second part of the question, if you want to answer that first, Alex?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I also wanted to add that my response to stimuli differs day to day because it depends on how tired I am, if I've eaten, you know, how I'm feeling. So sometimes it's so much easier to deal with stimuli than other times and there are certain stimuli that are always hard to deal with like bright lights hurt my eyes and make me nauseous sometimes so that's one that's very strong and another thing i wanted to add that i learned from chloe hayden's book is this is a part of autism called sensory processing disorder and so Like I said before, people really vary with their response to stimuli. But basically, if our brains are taking in too many stimuli at once, it's really hard for them to function. Um, Also, I have ADHD. So if a stimuli is really strong and there's a bunch of them, it really affects my attention so much. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I was talking about high school and I think in high school, I was always overloaded with stimuli from the bright fluorescent lights in the classroom to the school bells. That's actually something I really noticed when I was a teacher is the bells at school. I would completely lose my train of thought. They were just so loud and sudden. And that was actually really difficult for me. And it's something that I had was able to ignore because of my masking. But then once I started connecting to myself, I realized how negatively those school bells affected me. Sorry, I got off onto a little tangent, but what's the action you take when you notice was the second question. And I do whatever I can to get to a quiet place, Or if there's a lot of lights, I'll try to shield my eyes or grab sunglasses. If there's a lot of noise, I always carry decibel reducing earplugs with me. Shout out to loop earplugs. Those are great. And I always have my um, headphones on me as well. How
1: about you, Carly? Nice. Just a follow-up question. You like the loop earplugs? plugs because I always get ads for them and I've been very curious about them
0: yes they're awesome they were also recommended to me by a friend he loves them so I bought a pair I actually bought two pairs (laughs) (laughs) Um, they have two because they have they have three different kinds actually they have uh, silicone ones that pretty much dampen like all noise and then they have ones that are like plastic and they have mesh in them. So that way you can like hear a lot. And something that stresses me out about earplugs actually is not being able to hear anything around me. Um, I actually don't like that. I do like to hear like a little bit and be able to like process my environment, just not have all the stimuli come in. So the plastic ones with the mesh on them are excellent. I forget what they're called. I'm going to look it up.
1: Cool. Thank you. I've been really curious about that. So thanks for giving us some information on that. And I also like how you touched on talking about how your basic needs can affect the stimuli. If your basic needs aren't met like hunger, then yeah, sometimes everything's just out the window you might forget your coping skills and you're just done for and send me into a meltdown at times and so the actions that I try my best to take when I notice like Alex I enjoy using sunglasses I used to not like wearing them inside because I thought they would make me look silly but I don't care anymore and I will wear my sunglasses inside I like wearing head head coverings, like hats and bandanas. It just feels protective. I will wear my headphones, especially in a grocery store, which is an environment that I cannot stand being in. It is chaotic and headphones are my savior now. And when I am in settings, like I described this past week, when I don't feel like I can bring my coping skills to the table, they might just be out the window because I'm trying to just focus on who I'm with. I will sometimes stim, I guess, in ways that are more private, such as moving my fingers around Feeling a material like my shirt that might be soothing. Maybe I will take a break in the bathroom just to regroup and recenter myself. So, those are some actions that I try to take the best that I can. But as Alex mentioned, sometimes it's a day to day need and my coping skill that i need in the moment might not be in my tool belt at the time. And those are things that i'm trying to work on and by having these conversations i think they bring that awareness to me to work on them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for sharing, Carly. I looked up the earplugs. They're called Loop Engage. Highly recommend. But i love, Carly, how you brought in stimming. Um And like using, you know, healthy stims as I realized that I have stims that are not, I guess kind of harmful. I like bite my cheeks and that's something that's not so great. So I like how Carly talked about stims that are, you know, safe. And uh, my mom's actually helped me uh, with stimming. She got me this ring I can put it on my thumb and it's like a spinny ring and it's awesome. I wear it when I'm going out in public or if I'm going to be around like big groups of people, I always wear it and it really helps me so much. But that stim really helps with um, like fidgeting with like my fingers.
1: That is something that I relate to in a way, my unhealthy stimming that I experience is also the cheek biting and for me I do skin picking but it is something that I've been trying to move out of and fidgets in that sense have been so helpful and also having a supportive partner that helps mention when I'm doing these things is very helpful in a non-judgmental way. Yeah, fidgets
0: are like so helpful and having a partner who's really nice about it because they want you to be healthy is really nice. And yeah, like I said, my mom's always very kindly helped me with that and she's been a great support. So
1: I appreciate it. So thank you for submitting those questions to our other listeners. If you have any questions, you can always submit them to our inboxes on Instagram, on Facebook, to our email. And on that note, we are also working currently on putting together a document to share with you all. We have gained some interest from listeners who want to be on the podcast. And if that's something that resonates with you and is calling you to share your story, your experience, your special interests. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us anytime at pod.thespecialinterest@gmail.com. That's our email. And as I mentioned, we are putting together a document at the moment that will be a more organized way for us to communicate, to get you scheduled to be on the podcast. We'd love to share your story so we can connect with more of you. And so we can all build together and be at home within ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Like if there's a topic,
0: any topic you want to talk about, because we recognize that not every autistic has a special interest. So even if you want to just come on and share your experience with autism, or if there is an autism topic that you'd really like to share your experience on, we would love to have you on our podcast. Like Carly said, our whole goal here is to share stories. And we're really excited to collab with
1: you all. Thank you for listening we hope you found some enjoyment some peace maybe you learned a new tool that you'll add to your tool belt and we look forward to connecting with you again next week bye-bye